playing it safe and staying home. That may be the best thing you can do the next few weeks. Winter storms, along with breakthrough cases of COVID, have grounded thousands of flights, stranding many more who just want to get home. I'm thankful we took to the roads over Christmas to be with our daughter and her family on our coast. Thankfully, we passed on flying to be with our son and his family on the other coast of America. And we managed to drive home just before a major ice storm struck the Northwest. And we all stayed healthy. Jeremiah said the Lord promised to restore his people to the promised land after the exile in Babylon. That exile was temporary, and so was ours. God looks after his remnant always returning them home. And as the troubles of our world grow, so does our yearning for his return to bring us home safe in his arms forever. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris sharing the great story that's all about Jesus. And on this first Tuesday of a brand new year, we're in a series this week called All the Bible in 90 Days. Living in exile, that's a big theme in the Bible. And you'll notice time and time again as you read through it with me in the next three months, sometimes the exile is due to sin and rebellion. But sometimes it's just a part of God's greater plan to teach us to depend upon him all the more. Moses ended up in a form of exile in the wilderness, 40 years of tending sheep and wondering what God had in store for his life. And today we're going to look at the life-changing moment when God called Moses from the burning bush. Even in exile, God is still with us, watching over us, leading us, teaching us, comforting us. So stay with me as we dive into this wonderful passage in Exodus and we seek the Lord to minister to us today. Well, when I say all the Bible in 90 days, I'm curious of your response. Did you chuckle a little? Well, when I first heard about it, I did. I had failed many times before to follow some of the more traditional Bible reading plans that take a year. How in the world could I do it and fit it into 90 days? But I did it, and it was life-changing. On the line with us is the Executive Director of Scripture Awakening, which runs the Bible in 90 Days program, Bill Campbell. Bill, I'm so glad you could join me today, and would you mind telling me why the Bible in 90 Days plan works and what it's all about? You know, Charles, we hear regularly the story that, you know, I've tried reading the Bible through in a year or more, and I get stalled out because life happens. There are challenges and changes Mm -hmm. in life. And when it's in just three months, I have a goal. I have a deadline. I can do this. And we find about 90% of people that attempt this, if they follow the basic guidelines, they succeed. Mm. And with delight. We just have a, had a group yesterday finish reading through Bible in 90 Days, and people came up and just talked with joy about how God touched mm. their lives. And what seemed so impossible was very attainable. But to read it cover to cover gives us a full picture. And to read it cover to cover in just three months gives us what we call the airplane view, where you can kind of see where you took off. And also, as you're landing, you see the whole thing. You know, to be able to see the whole grand view can be life-changing and very inspiring. Bill Campbell from Scripture Awakening in North Carolina. We'll have you back later this week, but thanks for joining me here today on Haven Today. Charles, thank you so much. What a privilege. So there's the challenge. Will you join me over the next 90 days? 
get a bird's eye view of all the scriptures and see how the Lord will use it to draw you closer to him here in 2022. I want to send you the special Bible with the reading plan built into it that shows you where to start and where to stop each day. So why don't you call us after this program? Make your first of the year gift to the ministry, but ask for your copy of this special edition Bible. And our number to call, as we always give it, is 800-654-2836. That's 800-65-HAVEN. Or better yet, make your gift and order your Bible by going to our website, haventoday.org. haventoday.org. And here's why I'm suggesting you go there. You can sign up to receive weekly encouragements by email that'll help you stay on track. And once you've done that, you can also download the free bookmark we created with the daily Bible reading plan on it so you can start right away. And just before we open with our first song, we still have copies of the American Gospel in Christ Alone documentary from our Best of 2021 series last week. This is a great way to remind yourself of the gospel, as well as the need to share the gospel with others. Watch the trailer there at our website or ask about it when you call. And now let's open the program with Shane and Shane. When I fear my faith will fail, Christ will hold me fast. When the tempter will fail, He will hold me fast. I could never keep my hold. Through life's fearful pain For my love is often cold He must hold me
A song we need for a troublesome 2022 just starting. He Will Hold Me Fast by Shane and Shane here on Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, and the program is called All the Bible in 90 Days. The new year is always full of opportunity, isn't it? We have fresh starts, new chapters, maybe New Year's resolutions. And even though I don't usually make resolutions that I can keep every year, one thing I'm in the habit of doing is focusing on the Bible as a new year begins. Many of us struggle to read through the Bible in a year, and I'm challenging you to join me in reading it through in 90 days. That's pretty quick. And yes, you miss some of the details, but also, yes, the Lord will meet with you, and you'll get a better picture of what the Bible is all about. So for the next couple of weeks, we're going to focus in on God's holy word. And as we're into a new year, some of us might not see it as a bright new opportunity. We've all remarked about it being a dark couple of years in a pandemic, and other pressures haven't let up either. You might be entering 2022 yourself with dark gloom. You might be like Minnie Louise Haskins. She's a British poet, and she wrote something that captures exactly what the dark and gloomy might be experiencing. She's imagining herself walking down the path of life and approaching a gate. And the gate represents the turn of a new year. Beyond the gate, she cannot see. It is the unknown, and she is afraid. And then she speaks. And I said to the man who stood at the gate of the year, Give me a light that I may tread safely into the unknown. And he replied, Go out into the darkness and put your hand into the hand of God. That shall be to you better than a light and safer than a known way. Go out into the darkness, and as you do, put your hand in the Lord's hand. Well, I needed to hear that this week. I'm sure you can relate to that. We just don't know what's going to happen this year. We don't even know what's going to happen this month or tomorrow. But one thing we can know, the Lord is near and his hand is open. And that reminds me of a little known psalm, Psalm 37, a psalm of David written for the downtrodden and the embattled. Verses 23 and 24 reflect almost the exact sentiment as many Haskins poem. The Lord makes firm the steps of the one who delights in him. Though he may stumble, he will not fall, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. So even if we fall, he holds us with his hand. Our hand in his hand. We can walk together through the unknown, because the most important reality this year, and every year, is that we are known by the Lord. And I can't think of a story in the Bible that illustrates this better than Exodus 3. And if you're reading the Bible with me in 90 days, you'll read about this on day five in the reading plan. Moses had been in exile for 40 years after killing an Egyptian and fleeing for his life. The people of Israel were suffering miserably under the harsh oppression of Pharaoh as his slaves. And as Moses was tending his sheep in Midian, which is south of the land of Israel in the wilderness, he came to Mount Horeb, and he saw something. Exodus 3.2 picks up the story. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire from within a bush. Moses saw that though the bush was on fire, it did not burn up. So Moses thought, I will go over and see this strange sight, why the bush does not burn up. When the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, 
God called to him from within the bush, Moses, Moses. And Moses replied, Here I am. Do not come any closer, God said. Take off your sandals, for the place where you are standing is holy ground. What a scene. I'm sure many of us have heard that story before, but every time I hear it, I'm still amazed. First, because it wasn't just God who appeared to Moses. Verse 2 says it was the angel of the Lord. And if you're familiar with Old Testament imagery, you know that the angel of the Lord is almost always a pre-incarnate appearance of the Son of God, Jesus Christ. It was Jesus speaking to Moses from that bush. And he was there for a purpose. Another thing that amazes me about this story is the fire. Fire needs two things to exist, material to burn and oxygen. If it doesn't have these materials where it burns it all up, it goes out. Fire needs to be fed. Logs need to be added throughout the night, but it also needs oxygen. Put your hands over a candle. It'll hurt, but the candle will go out. Oxygen and material to burn. That's what a fire needs. But this fire wasn't using these. The bush wasn't being burned. The fire wasn't consuming the material around it. Yes, of course, it was miraculous, but it also tells us something about the Lord. It tells us that the Lord doesn't need the created world to exist. The flame of his existence burns whether the material world is here or not. He doesn't need us. That's hard for us to hear, isn't it? We're used to being at the center of the world, especially those of us who live in North America. Everything is about us, or at least we think so. But right there, in that burning bush, Moses learned that the Lord didn't need him. And that was incredible news. If the Lord doesn't need us, that means he is free to love us. If he does need us, then we are gods, little gods, and he is not the almighty God. If he needs us, then he can never challenge us. But the first thing the Lord said to Moses was, take off your shoes. It's clear who was in charge. The Lord didn't need Moses, and that meant God was free to come down and save us. And he does. And that's what the story of Exodus is all about. That's what the story of Christ, the great story of Christmas that we just spent all of December celebrating is all about. It's about the Lord loving his creation, coming down and entering into our world to save his people from misery and even destruction. The burning bush reminding us that the Lord didn't have to save us. He wanted to save us. And that amazes me every time I read it. And then the Lord telling Moses, you're standing on holy ground. When the Lord reveals himself to us, that is a holy moment. And it was right there that Moses learned what the Lord was up to. The story continues. The Lord said, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I have heard them crying out because of their slave drivers, and I am concerned about their suffering. So I have come down to rescue them from the hands of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land into a good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey. That was the start of the exodus out of Egypt. It wasn't Moses that started it. It was the Lord. He heard the cries of his people. 
He saw the injustice they suffered every day, and he didn't just sit by and do nothing. He did something about it. And more than that, he didn't just send Moses to tell them that their sins were forgiven so they shouldn't worry so much about Pharaoh. He came to set the captives free. And it's all rooted in his ancient promises. We usually think of Exodus 3 as the story where the Lord finally reveals his name to his people. It's a play on the word to be, Yahweh. I am that I am, as the Lord says in Exodus 3.14. In fact, whenever you read the Lord, Lord in all caps, as you read in your Old Testament, that name, Yahweh, is there in the Hebrew. But that's not how it starts. When Moses approached the bush, the Lord spoke to him out of the bush and told him in verse 6, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. That is what he was saying. I've been holding your hand a very long time, and I'm not going to let go now. The Lord led Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob by the hand through all their sins and foolish behavior, through all their struggles of faith, and he was holding the hand of Moses as Moses struggled to believe the Lord's promises to deliver Israel through him. He was holding Israel's hand, and he's holding our hand, too. In Christ, he has delivered us. In Christ, he is delivering us. Our future in 2022 is very unknown, but it's only unknown to us. He knows. Jesus knows. And he's faithfully walking us there. He's got his hand out. He just asks to go out into the darkness and to place our hand into the hand of God. That is better than a light and safer than any known way. Father, I place into your hands the things I cannot do. Father, I place into your hands the things that I've been through. Father, I place into your hands the way that I should go. For I know I always can trust you. Father, I place into your hands my friends and family. Father, I place into your hands the things that trouble me. We love to hear your voice Father, we love to see your praise And in your name rejoice Father, we love to walk with you And in your presence rest For we know we always can trust you Father, I want to be with you things you do. Father, I want to speak the words that you are speaking to. Father, I want to love the ones that you will draw to you, for I know that I am one with you. For I know that I 
Ingrid Dimash, the London Fox Singers. Father, I place into your hands here on this haven today and all the Bible in 90 days. Yesterday, we heard the testimony of Ted Cooper. He created the Bible in 90 days reading plan. He went from being an agnostic to a follower of Jesus as he read through the Bible in less than three months. And his story, along with his plan, have encouraged so many to take the challenge as well. Recently, I heard about a pastor whose church in Virginia was changed by reading the Bible in 90 days. His name is Reverend Bucky Hunsaker. When I was in college, I stood at the base of the Washington Monument witnessing to a Hare Krishna. I had my Bible. He had his holy book. And uh, about halfway through the conversation, he looked at me and said, do you believe everything in that book? And I said, every word. He said, have you read every word in that book. I had to tell him no. He took that Bible and threw it back at me and said, well, if you aren't even willing to read everything in your holy book, why would I take the time to read it? And that set me on a journey to read the Bible from beginning to end, folks. And as a pastor, I found personally that one of the biggest issues in the church is biblical illiteracy in our churches. And I can tell you right now, the Bible in 90 days is the best program out there. If you you don't like programs, throw the P word out, I don't care. It's the best opportunity out there to teach our people the scriptures from beginning to end. It's a fabulous program. It actually changed our whole community in Stewart, Virginia when we did it because it went from one little church, Stewart Press, uh, reading the Bible in 90 days to the whole community reading the Bible in the park in the course of 24 hours out loud. All the churches in the community participated. It was crazy. Pastor Bucky Hunsaker from Virginia sharing about the transformation that will come as you join me in reading the Bible in 90 days. So I want to invite you to take the challenge with me. See how the Lord ministers to you over the next three months. I've done it before, and I've learned something new every time. If you haven't read the Bible all the way through, I can promise that you won't come out the same way as you entered at the start. So would you please call us now? Would you make your first gift of the year to Haven today, and we'll send you the special NIV Bible that tells you where to start and where to end each day. Our number to call is 800 Six, five, four, twenty-eight, thirty-six, eight hundred, sixty-five Haven, or go visit our website. You can make your gift there, but ask for the special Bible. Go to haventoday.org, haventoday.org, and while you're there, you can sign up for our weekly Bible in ninety days encouragement email and download the free Bible reading plan bookmark so you can get started right away or use your own Bible. And if you want us to just mail you the reading plan on a bookmark, ask about that when you call. One more thing before we go, we still have copies of the American Gospel documentary that looks at the false gospels of prosperity and morality that are floating around the world today, especially North America. It's a great film that'll help you better understand the gospel and a great tool to use for evangelism. You can ask about that when you call or watch the trailer when you go online. I'm Charles Morris. 
Thanks so much for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow? When again, we'll share together this great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. I love you. Three English words with incredible comfort, especially when spoken from a parent to a child. The security that love gives is a wonderful thing, but there's an even greater security than being loved by a human parent, having the love of God as his adopted child. Paul telling us in Romans 8, the spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship, and by him we cry, Abba, Father. That may be one of those verses that is so familiar we ignore it. But just think, the Lord of all the universe adopts those who believe in his Son, and we receive an eternal inheritance. Fix your eyes on Jesus daily. Anchor Devotional can help. Try it out in print monthly at getanchor.com.